Welcome to Seasons of Resilience. This podcast is for anyone who goes through challenges, difficulties, and loss, but recognizes that life is lived in seasons. We'll engage in comfortable and uncomfortable conversations. We'll share about the good and bad, the ups and downs, just how life is. To everything, there is a season and a time for every emotion that is experienced. Enjoy these stories of resilience. Today, we're actually going to talk about what grief is. We were thinking that perhaps there may be some people that may want to know more about what that is because honestly, I think that grief is not talked about enough. So we wanted to take some time and provide some space for you to, I don't know, and join the conversation, listen in and learn more about grief. And, you know, this is, this conversation too, I think, will let you know more about what is in our hearts and why we're so passionate about sharing about this topic. Our podcast was created, essentially, because of this. Although we will be talking about different topics, the different seasons of the podcast, we decided to focus on grief for the first season because There's so much grief this year. We're recording this in 2020. And I I just don't think that so many losses, so much grief has been experienced um, collectively all at once. Um, basically, the whole world is it's feeling this. Yeah. And grief is so funny because um, it's so ambiguous. <laughs> I think it's it's one of those things that everyone knows the word. Everyone kind of gets or everyone kind of has an understanding of what it is, but it almost feels like unless you go through it or unless you name it within your own life, it's really confusing. It's really hard to pinpoint it. Um, so we, we wanted to have this conversation in order for everyone to kind of get on the same page with what we're even talking about and what this podcast is even about. It's just one of those things that's a little tricky to define and feel and you can't see it. So that makes it even even harder to understand. Mm-hmm. It's so individual and unique. Um, you know, before reco- pressing the record button, we were just talking about um, just some different situations that <clears throat> we've, exper- we've experienced. And, and then, you know, in preparation of this recording, we've, You know, we said, I mean, grief is enmeshed in that. And we were not even talking about death, you know. 
it, it that's something that I think we need to say that you grieve it's a reaction and a very normal response to loss any kind of loss not only death and and this response um, can be emotional an emotional response or it could be a mental response a physical response it could also be spiritual we can be affected by grief in many many ways and like we said it's very individual very unique just like we are we are unique individuals and grief is like just like that i um i was thinking about grief recently and you know i was thinking okay grief has to do with loss it's a response to losing something and like why why is it that loss is so hard to go through um and i was just thinking about it like it's something that's being taken away from your life and i feel like at least for me um life is all about this journey of finding ourselves and owning who we are and stepping into our personality and things like that and loss is like this this um breakdown of that entire construct of life it's it's like everything like i'm i'm thinking of a picture right now let's say your life is made up of items and it's on a trampoline. Grief is the thing or loss is the thing. Let's say loss is the thing that comes onto the trampoline and jumps. And then everything just comes up and flies into the air. And, and grief is kind of the, the thing where you're trying to catch each thing as it falls down. Um, it's like it, the upending of everything that you've had in place in your life to make you feel safe. Yeah. It shakes us up. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. It shakes, yeah, us, and it affects our whole life. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it makes us, it makes the experience of life more real and makes us realize that everything it's just temporary there's there's nothing that i mean permanent like at least life's not other things are not and and it, it just made us realize it, it it in a way it kind of like confronts us with that truth mm-hmm. yeah that's like the only time you really are faced with those bigger realities it's like you have uh, like a, a a bigger viewpoint now mm-hmm. and I think you know that this we're gonna talk about the different kind of losses but I think one that many of us can relate to is breakups right how do you feel when you, or how have you felt when you break up with someone it could be a romantic relationship it could be a friendship I don't know to me that that was just one of the that's just one of the um harder kind of losses 
I mean, other than losing a, a loved one to death, but it, um, it just, we can't identify with that pain mm-hmm. and we just don't want to be faced with that. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. It has to do with like our whole bodies are like, mm-hmm. I feel like relationship is this like big word that means so much and brings us together and connects us. And mm-hmm. there, it's like it's like we have to break a bond that's been formed um, when when we you know leave the relationship. It's like something needs to be cut apart. <laughs> and I mean, physically, you know, that's it's terrible to think of it like that. But that's what it feels like emotionally when something like that happens. Like it's like you're getting a big like, cut on your arm. <laughs> very painful and then you're left with the scar and it's just that's life from from now on Mm -hmm. it's different and grief is a journey and 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 it can be a difficult journey because your life will never be the same it will change in different ways and and the the thing is you know i work as a music uh, hospice and bereavement music therapist and a question that I often get asked like when when am I gonna feel better when is this gonna end and unfortunately grief does not have a, a, a timeline there's no timeline for grief there's no start there's no end date to it it's very unique yeah. I always find it, it like when I it's like there's an obvious moment where I notice or I recognize, oh, this thing that I'm feeling, it's grief. It's like I I don't even realize what it is and then there's at least one moment where I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is grief." It feels weird. It feels heavy. Um, one of the things that I thought of when when we're talking about grief and getting ready for this episode is, um, you know, what, where did this word come from? And so I looked it up. And um, funny story, I, in high school, we, you know, you can take a language here in America um, and we had the option of Spanish, Italian, and Latin in my school. So, of course, I'm the odd one out, and I pick the dead language. <laughs> and I decide to join the Latin class. And But it's so fascinating because all of these words, the root is from Latin. So I was looking up the word grief. And it first came into the English language around the 12 and 1300s. And then... Um, before then, it was used uh, in Old French, and before that, it was from Latin. And so when we get to the, the root of, of the word in Latin, it's uh, gravare, to burden, or gravis, which means heavy. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, isn't that the perfect way to describe grief? Like, it's heavy, it's heavy. Um, and even if you think of the word, um, 
you know, gravis is, I think, also the root word of uh, grave. I mean, it sounds like it is. And when you think of grave as an adjective, it's the same type of thing. It's like very serious, very solemn, you know, that that was um, a grave situation that you went through or those are our grave thoughts that you're having, very serious. So when I, when I notice and when I can pinpoint grief, it's those times where I feel that heaviness and I don't know how to explain it. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, this heaviness that I feel, oh, yeah, that's grief. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can sometimes feel it in some parts of your body more than others, you know, in that that's related to what we were talking about. You know, there are physical symptoms too. You know, some people have a heavy heaviness in 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 on their chest, in their chest or head or you know, the whole body and um certainly feels that like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that with um the the people that you've worked with? Mhm. Yeah. yeah. I I one of the questions that, or my favorite questions to ask is, you know, because I want to learn about their grief just as much as I want to learn about them. I want to get to know them, and grief is part of them. Mm-hmm. It, I, and I ask them, where, where do you feel your grief? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's in the heart, sometimes it's in the stomach, oh, and yeah. sometimes it's just big headache that you have and 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 um you know and just I like to make that mind and body connection Mm -hmm. because I believe that in the grief journey or the path to healing self-awareness is key and that you know being aware of your body and what your body is feeling is it's part of that yeah yeah. And our bodies remember things, even if our mind mm-hmm. doesn't. Mm-hmm. So it's like exactly. years from now, if you're still carrying that grief in the same way, you just think you have um, chronic migraines, but maybe it's it's mm-hmm. that grief. You know, and you have to remember or, you know, you have to think that not everyone will cry. You know, people, I think there there's this misunderstanding that everyone that grieves is going to cry and it's going to be very sad. And yes, that's a very normal reaction, but not everyone is going to have that reaction. Um, some people may not cry m- much. Some people mm, may just have a lot of energy. You know, and that's just, we're so different. And maybe maybe I can speak a little bit about the different responses or symptoms related to grief. And, um, you know, we talked about mental reactions to grief and that um, can look like having difficulty concentrating or, you know, the so-called uh, brain fog or... You can have difficulty making decisions or have low self-esteem. Some people feel guilt 
or uh, feel that they were responsible for the loss. Some people have an increase in nightmares or, or dreams. Um, there may be some self-destructive thoughts as well. Uh, another response or other common responses to grief are physical. And that includes, we've already mentioned headaches. There could be sleep changes, and that I see a lot. A lot of sleep changes. Either you sleep a lot or you sleep too little. There can be some appetite changes and weight changes. Fatigue, feeling weak. Some people can feel energized. Some people can have a lot of stress or mus muscle tension. Some people can have chest pain or um, like your heart is pounding really, really fast. And some people, t you know, get sick a lot too. You know, your immune system gets um, weakened. Um, and then as far as spiritual reactions... A lot of people, you know, it, they, they are challenged. Uh, their faith is challenged. Even if they have been strong in the, their religious or, or um, you know, faith, uh, in their beliefs, there can be a lot of questioning about what they believe. There can be, you know, a lot of feelings of, loss and emptiness, anger, angry with, you know, your higher power or God. There can be a disconnect between your faith and yourself, disconnection with between you and your God or the higher power who you believe, and a lot of hopelessness. Maybe there's some sense of not knowing what your purpose is in life anymore. And then we get to the some social behavior changes as well, which can include crying a lot, like we said, um, a lot of preoccupation, changes in work performance, It really, it really do, um, it, it does alter, uh, you know, your performance in every area, in, in especially work. You also can feel like you don't care about things anymore. You know, if you're in school or you're pursuing a goal, maybe you don't care about that anymore. You want to spend a lot of time alone. And this is You know, you can say, oh, I'm an introvert. But the, what, the time that we're, you know, the time alone that we're speaking of is, this is not your usual. And then you may also want to drop out of social activities or be pulling away from other people's attempts to comfort you or to reach out to you. So that's just a little summary Although I mentioned a lot, it's a summary, really, of the many things that we can feel due to grief.
Yeah. And, you know, when I, when I hear all of those things, I, I automatically think, like, how can you even know that it's grief? And not only that, but how often are people um, thinking that it's like a flaw within themselves and not, not grief? You know, I think about times that I've gone through grief and it's affected my work performance or it's affected my relationships. I instantly just say, oh, well, I'm, I'm lazy or I'm not a good worker or I'm not a good friend. And, you know, I think it's, it's easy to blame or shame ourselves, but when we label it as grief, I think that takes a little bit of the weight off of, um, I guess it takes the weight off of our identity. You know, it's nothing about me being a bad worker or a bad friend. It's just me going through something really, really hard. Mm -hmm. I can't identify with that. Definitely. I can think of, um, you know, in 2017, um, September, there were two hurricanes that hit my island of Puerto Rico. And I was not there. I live in um, the mainland and, you know, in, in Florida. And, but I, that was such a hard period of time, not only emotionally, but at work. It, my performance, I know. And not only the months or the month after that, like it was months after that that I I just but I, I didn't know it at the time that I was not being a good worker, you know, how you would say a good worker. Because oh maybe I'm just not putting a lot of effort or whatnot. It just I I can look back now and say, you know, that was traumatic. That was very difficult and I was grieving and that had nothing to do with me as a person that had nothing to do with me as who I am as a music therapist or as a professional Mm -hmm. that had everything to do with being human yeah with being human I love that yeah oh man yeah and it's the same for all our the losses that we all experience you know our individual losses yeah yeah, that makes me think of um, an example from my life where um, my family had experienced um, a big loss and then some other events that were uh, kind of traumatic. And um, it was like, I think maybe only a couple weeks after some of those events happened, I was interviewing for a full-time music therapy position and... Um, They had first given me an offer, but then kind of rescinded the offer. And I talked with the manager and asked why. And um, she was like, well, it just didn't seem like you were motivated for this this job. And I'm like, are you kidding me? This was full-time hospice care work, which is what I had been looking for, or almost full-time or something like that. But it's something that I had wanted to do for years. And... I'm like, how can you say I'm not motivated? Are you kidding? Like, do you not even know me? 
<laughs> which part of that, yes. But I think a huge part was during the interview, like I was having a rough day because of all these things that had just happened within my family. And this manager had no idea, you know, I didn't, I didn't feel the need to tell her all these things. And I didn't think that it was affecting me that much either. So looking back, I'm like, oh, I probably should have rescheduled that interview or maybe been honest up front. Like, you know, I'm having a hard day. Um, and yeah, I love, I, I just so love what you said. Like, no, this is, this wasn't me being, you know, a bad worker or whatever. This was me being human. Like, I, w- I want to thank you for that, Mabel. I am going to take that with me from now on. Like, it's so good. This is me being human. Um, oh, that's, yeah, that's good. Mm. You're welcome. And I, and I hope that you who are listening, you can take, take that with you, you know, because we know that in some way or another, you have also experienced a loss or you might be grieving right now. Um, you know, and, and maybe we can touch, um, you know, the, the topic of the different losses because there are so many different ways that or losses that may cause grief. You know, I spoke about my experience. I, due to the, those hurricanes, in my family at least, there, there were no big material losses or, I mean, the most important lives. I didn't, you know, my, my family is very, very well and healthy. But the loss that I experienced... I lost the what my my island was and my experience of what my island was I that just completely gone the just like the hurricane that wiped it all up that it just like that's how it felt in my body too just like my experiences, memories, places that I have gone and and all the suffering that I was seeing. And that is, you know, that I was experiencing grief not because I lost someone. So that is mm-hmm. that to me is very interesting. Yeah. That um that makes me think of something that I experienced um and it kind of shook like this whole nation um, was, uh, 9-11, because I was, um, I guess I was 11 years old, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) um, but I grew up in New Jersey, and so New York City was, like, a 20, 30-minute drive from where I grew up, and when that happened, you know, I was, I was in class, I was in middle school, and I remember hearing rumors about um, planes flying into the Twin Towers, and I'm like, why would someone spread that lie? Like, that's so mean. Like, that's not, that's not a cool rumor to spread. And then throughout the day, 
like one after the other, all of my classmates were being taken home, like taken out of class and, and taken home. And um, both of my parents were working at the time. So I wasn't picked up early, but then I went home after school and you know, you, you're a kid, you turn on the TV after school, you relax, you do your homework, whatever. And I turn on the TV and every single station was footage of the plane, you know, crashing in. Um, and I remember it was like this sense of safety that I had had all my life was taken away. Like, you don't expect something like that to happen. Um, but that that had, you know, altered a generation and the country and especially all the people around that area. And, like, for days after, we would look in the sky, like, towards New York City where we can usually see the skyline, and it was just a cloud of dark gray. Like, for days Um, and I didn't lose anyone, um, personally, you know, I didn't, I didn't know anyone personally who had died that day, but it still, you know, shook us up and so many people lost their lives and, and lost loved ones that you're, you know, you're affected when, when other people, even if you don't know them, if other people die. And I feel like that's what we're all going through right now with, with this pandemic. Hearing that, you know, over 200, is it over 250,000 now? Ugh. Something like that. People um, dying from this virus just in our country alone. It's like just hearing that number like messes with your mind. And it's it's not like, like I haven't lost anyone in my family, but but knowing people who have, it just, that affects you too. It's like a ripple effect. Maybe we can move on to, you know, continue talking about those different kind of losses. So we know, you know, death, it's a very, very difficult loss. Divorce can also be, you know, can bring up a lot of grief, separation, imprisonment, injury, chronic illness, retirement, pregnancy, miscarriage, when a child leaves home, changing residences, or um, when you move to a different country, you know, immigration, a breakup. There are changes in your lifestyle, like getting married or getting a new job or losing a job. Those things can cause grief. All the many losses and changes we've had in 2020 due to the pandemic and such can, can and has, has caused a lot of grief. And, I, and I, as you can see, something that I want to point out is that I mentioned things that people might associate it with a lot of joy and happiness, like retirement or pregnancy or getting married. But those th things can also bring up a lot of, um, I don't know, different feelings of sadness and grief, of course, because 
there are losses, they, they all are related to some kind of loss, right? And, and many changes. So when we think about grief, it's not only about things that we, we think of them as tragic or sad. There can be things that are associated with people, you know, being happy. And that's when we, you know, we have different, that's, this is a, like, we can have like such a long conversation, but, you know, there are so many different types of, also of grief, like um, prolonged grief or secondary loss, which you were talking about, you know, that's what we are feeling, knowing how many people have lost their lives due to COVID and same thing with 9-11. Um, you know, there can be complicated grief or anticipatory grief, which this is something that we mention a lot in, in hospice, something that people experience before the loss, before the death. There can also be disenfranchised grief, which is another type of grief that, you know, it means that you don't talk about. There are topics that you don't talk about or they are not okay to talk about. There there might be a perceived rule of not talking about those things and that's a type of grief that you feel or people feel when they experience losses that are not, that are kind of taboo, like, you know, miscarriages or, um, I don't know, even, even, the, the grief that you feel when you, you know, we were talking about getting married or being pregnant, those type of, um, yeah. of losses. I feel like we really could do a whole episode on all of those different types and, mm-hmm. you know, have we experienced those? And, you know, I never thought about them being part of a different category, you know, other mm-hmm. than just general grief. But that makes a lot of sense because when I grieve the loss of someone dying, it feels different than the grief that I have in moving. Yeah, and and like what we experience with that and, and what our bodies feel like, that could mm-hmm. really like inform how we care for ourselves through those different different types of grief. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And and because of that and the way that it is perceived in society, you know, and the amount of support systems that you have in place or the coping skills that you have available, all of that, you know, come into play. So it, it can be, it can add to how complex, you know, this grief experience is yeah. for everyone. Yeah. Wow. Mabel, there's so much to think about. <laughs> so much. Yeah. Hmm. So I guess if people, people may be expecting us to talk about the stages of grief, because I feel like this is something if, if, you know, if no, if someone doesn't know anything about grief, they may, they might just have heard this, you know, they, they might say, oh, that the five stages of grief, even if they don't know what the stages are, they might say, oh, yeah, the five stages of grief. And um, I have to say, you know, there are, 
different theories related to grief, but I think this is the one that is most well-known. Perhaps it was one of the first, um, or was the first, proposed by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross in 1969, which at the time, this topic, bringing this topic in a book, was revolutionary. Because death and loss is such a taboo topic now, I can imagine then. Mm -hmm. So the five stages of grief... Yes, teach us about... (laughs) As established... um, you know, and you can add, because you know this too, you're a, you are a hospice music therapist too. I guess I'm I, just I like passionate to about this refer topic. to Mabel for anything teaching. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you can make a plan and have an outline and teach us. That would be great. And then I'll just add my stories. <laughs> <laughs> and I apparently can also take over the whole class. Hey, I love it. It's so good. <laughs> Um, I love it how we're laughing and making jokes. Yeah. Even though we're talking about a very serious topic. I know. It's, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, and that, that lends itself to, like, what you were saying, how even in joyful moments and in, in good things, we can have grief. And, you know, you can flip that around. Even in grief and even in hard things, you can have joy. And I, I think we're probably going to talk about that a little bit, too, when it comes to resilience and walking through grief and living through grief and what that looks like. Yeah. So would you like to teach us the um, five stages? I don't know if if I will teach you, but (laughs) I can share (laughs) that, um, well, the five stages, as proposed by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, are... Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. They, you know, we have to make a point to say these stages were not meant to be, you know, that they, these proposed stages are not linear. There's no like, okay, so at first I'm going to be angry and then I'm going to be depressed no 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 it it's people go through the stages in many different ways maybe sometimes many many of them at once or people don't go in the same order or experience as another person and then recently too there has been another a sixth stage proposed by David Kessler, which is finding meaning. So now it has been accepted as a an additional stage. Um, and and again, this we're just talking about it because this is it seems to be the theory, the grief theory that most people are um, familiar with. It's not the only one. And also, I would I would um, I don't have the information right now, but. In, in in working with, I, I specifically have worked with um, a lot of Hispanic, Latinx clients, and I am not 
sure that all of these um, applies. The, it, it, what I'm saying is there might be something, a different theory or something, a different model that might accommodate or take in consideration those those cultural mm-hmm. uh, complexities as well. Yeah, yeah. Because every, I mean, that could be an entire episode within itself, like how um, different cultures or maybe different countries um, experience not only grief, but, but death and, and what the, like, what happens when someone dies and um, what does that look like and what do the ceremonies look like? Um, you know, are they joyful? Are they sad? Are they hopeful? Are they, um, you know, whatever it is. It's, it's so important to remember that, you know, one way of experiencing grief is not the only way. And one theory, like you were saying, one person teaching or, um, you know, researching and explaining grief is not, is not the answer. It's not the one thing that, that you need to, um, hold all of your grief, um, against, or like, you know, you don't have to reflect your own grief against the five or six stages of grief, um, unless it's helpful. And then, you know, that's why we're here and that's why we're having these conversations because we do think that talking about these things, even if you might experience grief a little differently from any of these, the examples that we've given, um, it can still be very helpful to have the conversations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, our, our main goal is to normalize grief. And so we are sharing a lot of information because we want to validate your feelings. We want to normalize the experience and provide you with some information that we, because of the field that we work in, might have more readily available than other people that may not be as familiar with um, this setting or the topic in itself. So we want to create that space for conversation like conversations like this yeah yeah conversations that that remind us that we're all human together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we want to connect with you and if you have instagram if you're on the gram you can connect with each of us i can um tell you that you will love to follow Kim Best. Oh, uh, she's she has a <laughs> very honest and great transparent account. Oh, you know, like what you share. Thanks, and Mabel. you can find her at Kim Best Creative. <laughs> and then I have my Instagram and I share a little bit about different things that I'm passionate about. I share about grief, I share about mental health, I share about end of life I share about working with Hispanic clients and my Instagram is at limitless harmonies so we would like to connect with you and hear about what you think of this topic any thoughts about grief anything that was helpful to you anything that you would like for us to talk about 
And I just have to brag on Mabel's Instagram for a second because she bragged on mine. So <laughs> <laughs> Mabel's Instagram is so educational. And um, her, I mean, this ha- doesn't really have to do with her content, but her, the look of her graphics and her Instagram is so light. It's like, I love that light feeling. You kind of feel lifted, like, when you go onto her page. Um, But that's why I always refer to Mabel to teach us things because (laughs) she's so good at compiling those resources for us. So, you know, for me, I feel like I just... um, I just talk a lot and I just get all my thoughts out and oftentimes people relate with my thoughts um, but I love hopping onto Mabel's Instagram for the resources. It's like you always like get something that's helpful over there. So well, thank you. Yeah, I think that you know, it's so funny that you say that. It's so light because I often I'm talking about um, deep and hard. Yeah. Not hard, but uncomfortable topics. So right. I might as well just make the look a little light so that people are not. <laughs> Completely scared. There you go. Um, (laughs) So, Mm, so Mabel, should we save Mm -hmm. our um, recommendations and maybe conversation about more of those resilient items for another episode? I feel like we are going for a long time on this one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we can. Yeah. So stay tuned for mm-hmm. that because that's going to be a great episode. Um, very rich with with tips and tricks and resources and thoughts on, okay, what to do with this grief that we're experiencing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, you know, if you are a helping professional like us, those tips you might be able to share them with your own clients or caregivers mm-hmm. that you work with. Yeah, that's a great idea. Well... Thank you for joining, and we look forward to having another resilient conversation. Bye.